0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura Pereno and I are so happy that you've joined us for a new month. This is the month of October, and we are still um, spinning with excitement from the month of September, where we talked about do-overs. And we really enjoyed this powerful testimonies of Krista DiMedio and Greg Diener so welcome back into fall and I have a question for you Lara. the topic that we have chosen for this month is about books and we'll be sharing in a little bit why books is such a big topic but I have been in networking functions with my husband where somebody looks me right in the face and says what's your story Mm. and I find myself scrambling a little bit. That's a tough question to ask for somebody whose back history struggled with performance issues. Mm. What's your story? I Especially if I'm in a crowd of people that I think are very accomplished, yep. I start scrambling like, well, do I even, would I want to read my story? Like what is, who am I and what is my purpose here on this earth? And so I started thinking that is a great topic. For yes, us to cover for this month, because each of us has this innate innate desire to know who am I and why am I here on this earth? And so this month is going to be about uh, the question, what's your story? How would you answer that question? Uh, do you know the intricacies of um, your character and God's purpose for you uh, in life? And for you Laura I know that you have a book that's coming out very shortly so we'll be excited to hear from you uh, and a little bit a little bit more about that but for me I want to share why this topic is so important to me if you missed podcast number three way back in the summer uh, where I shared my testimony I had a breakdown at age 22 because I could not answer those questions Mm. about my identity and about my purpose and that leaves you in a very unsettled place Uh, my life verse is Ephesians 1 11 from the message it reads it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for long before we first heard of Christ he had his eye on us he had designs designs on us for glorious living part of the overall purpose that he's working out in everything and everyone that has become a theme for my life because at the age of 22 I was not able to answer the question, what's your story, who are you, and why are you here? And that's a really unsettling place to be. Laura, I'm going to ask you a question. If somebody were to categorize the life of Laura Perino, (laughs) would they put it in um, drama or mystery? or What other categories might they say?
1: Well, you know, I think it's funny because I think each of our lives have a little bit of each one of those in there, right? We could even uh, throw in like sci-fi when things get wild and crazy and we can't figure out which way is up and, and how in the world did I get to this place, right? We can, we can make it informative and those our, our kids might look at us sometimes and say like, you're constantly you know, telling me what to do or teaching me what to do or maybe as a teacher, um, we might be an informative story. It's an interesting question, and I think that uh, it depends on where we are in life. I know in times when I have been in mixed company and people have asked me what's my story, honestly, there are times in my life where I try to avoid talking to people who don't know me because I don't want to answer that question. I don't want to ask that question because, like you just said, until we recognize and understand that our story is really uh, critically based on who we are in Christ— Right, we struggle to find answers for that that question, especially when we are at a time of uncertainty in our life. And I think that with a lot of people these days, if you were to say, "What's your story?", many people in this season we find ourselves in in 2020 have had their story adjusted, mm-hmm. uh, edited. Things have changed, it's a brand new chapter they weren't expecting. And I think that a lot of people might go, please don't ask me what my story is because right now I just don't know, or I just don't like it. Gosh,
0: if you looked at 2020 was a story, I think it would be called a mystery. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> a, a mystery for sure, for sure.
0: But you have a, you have this book that should be uh, published very, very soon. I know we've been excited for it to come out, but it didn't happen
1: overnight. No. And in fact, Debbie, uh, the book that is coming out this month in October is a Book that really goes through everything that we're going to talk about here because I love the fact that we're talking about what's your story right after we talked about do overs, right? Because our stories are series of do overs, like just like everybody else in the Bible, like Krista, like Greg, like you, like me, our stories are all uh, chapters of do overs, and really that's what this book has been for me. Uh, I wrote a Bible study a couple of years back with the tremendous group of ladies uh, in Hookess Delaware that I love dearly. And at the end of the year, I saw all of these pages and I just felt like, why not make it into a book? Well, that sounds easy, right? Taking a story and creating it it sounds easy, but talk about do-overs. It has taken me three years to get to the point where I am right now. And many, many do-overs, many, many edits. But it is, I think the lessons that I have learned about um, God being in control, right, when, when he's the author of our story, about submitting to the do-over, submitting to the one who knows how to put the book together and the story together. Um, it has been amazing to me. And so I love the fact that our month is called What's Your Story? Because even the journey that I have walked in these past three years in order to get a book you know, isn't it great that God just like speaks a word, right? And and things are accomplished. Let me tell you, that is not how it is in real life when you are writing a story. Like the real, real life where God, you know, lives and, and moves in us. It, it's a simple thing when we allow him just to breathe the life, breathe the story, right? But when we try to take things into our own control, it can be a long process. Yeah.
0: A lot of people give you a lot of opinions after you write a book, Mm, but mm-hmm. I think you would beg to differ and say, there's a lot of opinions before the book gets to be put out. <laughs>
1: That's true. So I wonder what happens after. <laughs> it could be just as many. Now, it, it is an interesting concept, though, Debbie, because like we all are um, part of the story that God's writing, and we all he is writing a story in each one of our lives. And um, just the detail that goes into writing a story, I mean, we should all be standing back and just in awe of god the author and maybe not so much in awe of like how did i get to where i am right god is the author of our story and um, we can trust him with every single chapter every single detail as we go through this we're going to see that he is fully in control in our stories even when we think the wheels have fallen off and he is intimately involved in the character's
0: that he brings yep. into the story of your life. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I don't. You know, I know there are characters in your story. Uh, it's not a novel per se, right? Like you're weaving the right. whole uh, groups of people together. Yours is a little bit more of what happened in your life. But when you're writing a novel, the author carefully plans everything about these characters. Yep. Uh, from from the way their their past and their their demeanor and all the interpersonal relationships. It's not like you just create somebody and goes that'll work yep you know he really thinks that through and that's what he's done with our lives i look at uh books have main themes like on the back cover of your book is going to be something to give the reader an idea Mm -hmm. what's the bottom line Mm -hmm. about what you're about to read how am I hoping as the author that it will impact the life of somebody else and help Mm -hmm. them to grow Mm -hmm. so there's a good question on the back of the story of your life what ultimately is God's message for what he wants to accomplish you know Mm -hmm. through our lives that's an important it's an important thing to to kind of take a look at that's part of your purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, this particular podcast would be what kind of call the introduction the beginning of the story, an overview of what's happening. At the end is our conclusion. And then there's all those pages in between that you lump into chapters. Yep. And how much um, in our lives those experiences are lumped into chapters. So next week, we'll be looking at chapters that deal with those good chapters. I'm going to be um, thinking about some some of the lessons that I've learned uh, about what how do you handle when things go really well. And then following that, that's when you're going to be focusing on those chapters that, gosh, you just wish you could tear them out of the book, right? (laughs) But those are those seasons of your life that God is just like, I'm I'm doing an important part. This is part of the overall package. Yes, yes. So reading the whole book is a big deal. Does it drive you crazy when someone tells you the ending before you've gotten there?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes yeah for sure you know it's interesting too because um even as you go through this book and you're talking about characters and you're talking about the ending and you're talking about all the pages in the middle um he does know each part intimately right it's all it is like our lives are a novel right god is the author and the one thing that we can trust is that he does see the whole picture as i've been writing this book too like i know what the ending of the book is when i'm working on chapter two or chapter three there's 12 chapters in my book i know what chapter 12 says right but as i'm writing chapter two and three i'm living it as if i don't know what the end of the story is right but god the author of our story he knows the whole thing he knows chapter two he knows chapter three knows chapter 12 and he knows us intimately right? A novel is something you really jump into. I appreciate what you just said too about the back uh, cover of your book. When I was finally finished all of the editing, right? And I thought I was ready to roll. I was told uh, the back cover is what you really need to work on because it is the most important part of the book. Because what people see right before they dive in is going to either attract them to hmm. or turn them away from. And if what's on the inside of us, right, our story is something that points to God, points to Jesus, glorifies him in this novel that he's written with God as the author. Um, what, what is the outside showing? What are our actions, our behaviors showing uh, just in that brief cover moment that are going to draw people in or turn them away? You know, we've got that one shot, you know, to bring them in and, and the author of the story wants them brought in. He wants our lives to be lives that display his glory and bring people into where he, they, their story is all about him as well.
0: When you talk about how much he intimately knows you, we, let's go back to one of our favorite scriptures, Psalm 139, one to four from the passion. It says, look at how intimately he knows you. Lord, you know everything that there is to know about me. You perceive my movement of my heart and my soul. You understand my every thought, even before it enters my mind.
1: Debbie, to hear the language that the psalmist writes in this scripture, he knows everything there is to know about us. You know even when we read a book or somebody's biography think about somebody in, in fourth grade that you had to read their biography or somebody now that you desire to read their biography i know you and i talk about corey ten boom a lot her biography is out there we can read what's on the page but we don't know everything there was to know about her whole story right we don't know every movement of her heart and soul and every thought before it entered her mind god he knows it all every thought every movement He knows everything there is to know about us. That sets up our story, right? Our perspective on our story with this perspective that he's got it all. He's had this understanding before he created us as exactly who we are going to be in the story that he is writing for us. In my life, that gives me peace. And it gives me um, boldness to do what I'm supposed to do, because I know that he already knows everything about me and has created me for a purpose.
0: If we move on to verse three and four, it says, you are intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think he put that line in for this podcast. (laughs) And you know all the words that I'm about to speak, even before I start a sentence, You know every step that I will take before my journey Mm -hmm. begins. Mm -hmm. Now here's an interesting thing to think through. He knows everything. He knows everything I'm about to say, even before I say it, even before I take a step. He knows that I'm gonna take it. But in his, he's sovereign, he's in control of all things, but he is allowing me to make choices about what I'm gonna say, about what I'm gonna do. He's not forcing me to do certain things he is the one he knows he knows me so well he knows how i'm going to respond before i even do it but he has allowed me to have this free will to decide how i'm going to live my life he's not forcing me in a certain direction he's making his will clear he's making it outlined in the word of god this is the path of obedience this would be the path of disobedience and then he sits back and he watches to see how i'm going to respond now, I don't know if you've ever read those books that you get to the end of the chapter and it says, mm-hmm. all right, would you like the character to follow plan A or plan B? And then it tells mm-hmm. you what page to skip ahead to. Um, and then the, there, there are consequences based upon the choice that you pick. It's the same thing for us, right? He is giving us what I like to call plan A. This is this is the best way, walking it, right? This is the godly way that he has outlined in his scriptures this is the way i want you to respond in the circumstance these will be the consequences right there it's a better path of blessing if i follow what he wants but he allows me to make that choice and so in our lives it's important to remember in the story he sits back he sees the overall plan but we're the ones that are having to make decisions how am i going to respond
1: god's way or my way That's right. And because, you know, he knows his plans and his purposes for our life, he knew and knows how to create us, right? He knows the purpose and the plan. And so he has created us, formed and fashioned us for that exact same thing. You know, he has created every part about us, right? For a specific purpose. Even those things that we might think are weaknesses or things that we might view as a disadvantage are actually platforms for his glory to shine through in our story. Uh, Let's keep reading. It says, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. And you wove them all together in my mother's womb. You know, it's interesting, you know, my daughter just had a baby. So even to read uh, this passage and, and see how that little girl now who is three and a half months old, already has a personality coming out. I can already see strengths. I can probably already see some weaknesses. You know, I can see the way that she has been formed and fashioned. And I see a purpose that she's already here for. And I know there is a purpose in the future. But to think that every ultrasound that we went to, we were viewing another part of the process of her forming. It's, it's it's a picture really of what he does in us too, right? He gives us, he gifts us, you know, gifts, personality styles, passion areas, all of these things that he puts into us is for the purpose of accomplishing his will through us, right, we all have different gifts, we all have different passion areas. I can already see the spunk in this child, right? I can already see that God is gonna use it for his glory in that way what joy it must bring him to fashion us intricately not just on the outside but on the inside as he says debbie for the purpose that i have for you i'm going to put this gift and for laura for the purpose i have for you i'm going to give you this gift and then i'm going to watch how you use them together right or i'm going to watch how you use them apart that must bring him so much joy you know think about an artist not just an author who crafts a piece for a purpose. And that's what God is doing. Let's skip down to verse 15. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. Do you ever feel like that? Mm, Mm -hmm. Like he's making us from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the numbers of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. How about that? He's got a book he he wrote. You know, he is writing. Or he wrote, and we're living it out.
0: It's like he has a storyline for me. Yes, yes. And and I would like to, sometimes I would like to write my own (laughs) storyline. But when I, if I were to do that, I am just so limited. I only see Mm -hmm. what I'm living through right now. And even then, I don't see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. He has this big, again, everything comes back. The author has the whole picture in front of him. I think of, you know, the scriptures that talk about that we were ordained to be born a certain time, and then there's a specific day that, that we're going to die. It's already been planned by a heavenly father whose plan for me is always good. Amen. So when I, when I start looking at, well, what are some of the storylines that God has woven in my life? My birth date, right? The family, yep. the family that he had me be born into. The the where the actual I grew up in Northeast Philly. That's where I was born, but I'm living in Delaware now. It's all part of the storyline. Where have you Mm -hmm. moved? The strengths and the the weaknesses that I have, the potential that I have. I I think of how he has uh, crafted parts of our personalities that actually line up specifically with the storyline that he has for us. Some of us are really energized or wired uh, by doing tasks. Other people are really energized by being around people all day. Maybe um, you're a very structured person. Maybe the thought of being structured makes you unnerved. You'd rather be spontaneous. And so the, the point is the way he's created each of us fits in with the story that he has for us. Yep. And there's certain friend groups that he's gonna bring into our lives. There's gonna be certain mental or physical or emotional limitations that we have that yep. we're born with and we, and the circumstances, the environment that we're born into. Now here is a really real question. I've, I know that I've been asked this question. I'm sure you have too. How do you explain when, when you someone comes to you and says, I was born into a horrible, horrible family. I don't even know my family. The environment that I was growing into was, was just awful. And how do you you answer that from a good and loving God's perspective? And uh, first of all, I want to just encourage you that God's character of love and his desire to be good towards you is constant. But we are born into a world that has so much sin. Sin is the the source of all evil. It's the source of all the trouble, all the death, all of the uh, trials in our lives is coming from the enemy from a very real enemy Satan so why is God allowing those things to take place because he is giving us the option of having a a right to choose our free will we live in a world that is just tearing each other apart
1: yeah I know that even just thinking about this being a book or being a story there are books that I've read actually some of my favorite books start out with a very difficult circumstance in chapter one Mm -hmm. like you're talking about what's our favorite book my favorite book series is by lynn Austin. it's on hezekiah right i talk about it all of the time the very first chapter is hezekiah's childhood Mm -hmm. it was a difficult dark childhood as he lived in a land of idolatry it is not until you get well into the book chapter whatever, 13, 14, 15, where you start to see the very difficult circumstances that may be your beginning transform into places of victory, right? So even as we look at this as a a whole book, a whole story, um, many of us are born into extremely difficult situations It may not be until further into the story that we see how God is going to use those difficult situations, turn them into, or allow us to see them as positions for victory, right? And then move on in the call and the purpose of God that he has in our lives. I think that's one of the things with talking about it being a story, right? And we don't want to miss any details. We don't want to miss what God is doing or how he's writing the book because we want everything about our heart to be so in tune with what do you want me to do with this God that those hard seasons, that those hard beginnings, that those hard chapters actually become places where we look back and say, I am today what God has made me today because I was back then who who I was, you know? It's a hard question, it really is. You can look at Joseph's story too, Debbie. I mean, talk about somebody in the Bible who, You know in the beginning it looked like he had a great start but really there were relational struggles in the middle and then we know his journey ended up in prison and different things you know joseph probably was kind of going uh this same thing You just said why this why this chapter why is this my story now very difficult question um from god's from god's perspective in in his story that he's writing in our lives we can see that he has control over it all even still.
0: You know those those really difficult starts, so those very hard circumstances that we're in. I think that's where it's important to look at It's a chapter. Yes. It's not your whole story. Yes. And and from God's perspective, he's uh, my trust needs to be in him and not in my circumstances. Like I don't have to understand how, like how does this fit all together? I need to trust the one who can see how it fits all together. The yep. one who has Uh, crafted my story already and and my confidence is in him not in the moment that's in front of me I think what allowed Joseph to continue to to do the right thing if you read through his um, through his story in Genesis every place that he went he made a choice to honor God when he when he was uh, you know in Potiphar's house he made a choice in this moment I'm gonna honor God when he was thrown in jail in that place, he honored God. And, and as we learn that in each chapter in our lives, in the good times and in the hard times, if my goal is to represent the father well, to love like Jesus in that chapter, it works together so much better.
1: Amen, amen. You know, in addition to the fact that he writes the story, right, and, he, and we're living a novel and he knows every detail about it, one of the... Um, key points when you're writing a story right is character development mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a it's a part right you talk about um conflict all these different things that go on in story but character development is huge and if we look around at the people around us right or in the past who have been part of our story we see that one of the thing god uses to shape the the one in the story like us is the other characters that god allows in our story there are characters in our life um, that we get to know very intimately in our story, right? There's when you think about a character in a book. There's a best friend, or there's a mother that somebody's very close to, or a child that they're close to. Um, there's always characters that, uh, that the the person in the story knows intimately by doing life with them. It's interesting because we do have characters like you're a character, a close character in my story. My husband, my daughter all of these close characters in my story. But it's interesting how God also gives us uh, the family of God, right? And while we may not know people intimately in a lot of ways that we meet that are other Christians, like when you meet somebody who is a believer, while you may not know their story, like their story as to where they were born or what their, their thing is that they do, you know their story, right, because they have been brought out of sin just like you. They have submitted to the will of the Father just like you. They are striving to bring God glory every day just like you. And so these characters that God brings into our life, I feel like they are um, special characters that are put along the way. You know, my husband's a pilot, and we travel a lot. And a couple of years ago, I remember, we went to... Hmm. Can't remember what it was now, but it'll come back to me. We went to a city, we went to Dubrovnik, Croatia, and um, we were in uh, an Uber and just jumped in the Uber. And there on the front dashboard of the car was a Bible. And I remember honestly, right away, my husband's like, you know, giving me the elbow and and pointing at the Bible. And I said, I see it. I see it. You know, wow. And immediately we became connected, right? Because I started asking the driver about the Bible and he started telling me his story with Jesus. And I started telling him my story with Jesus. It's God gives us these special connections with the global family of God in order, in addition to our own family, in order to um, just encourage us on our journey. While I, I may never see that man again until I you know, meet him someday in heaven, he is a huge part of my story because that was one of those moments that was saying, it doesn't matter how far away you go. <laughs> you know, I've got people there. You may think the world looks one way, but I've got my church all over this, this kingdom. I, I also wonder how uh,
0: God is such an organizer, right? He knows people that need to meet at yes. certain times and he will allow, uh, he's allowing, remember he's not causing, but he's yep. allowing tragedy to take place and think of how many uh, characters get to meet and then bond quickly yep. Yep. over um, over tragedy. We just were, you know, we're taping this in September. We just passed September 11th, the anniversary of you know, 9-11. And I think of the lives that became bonded together through that uh, situation together. On the flip side, I think of, I mean, my Eagles football team, the year that they won the Super Bowl, that group of guys on that squad, they bonded in a deeper, deeper way that year because they were all celebrating something significant. So these characters are doing life together. Some of them get brought together through hard times, some through just times of rejoicing. Yep. I think of characters that God brings in our lives to refine us. Mm -hmm. You know, did you call that an antagonist, right? In in literature, who comes into the scene that pushes your buttons (laughs) and what they're really doing is they're helping bring to the surface areas that we need to become more like Jesus because boy oh boy just being around that person just makes your blood pressure go up and it identifies that I have
1: not arrived yet Mm. I need to continue to grow amen There's characters that God also brings into our life Deb uh, to correct us or challenge us to grow or do better and it's interesting, not everybody who comes into our life is somebody that we're just going to uh, you know, have a cup of coffee with, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not somebody we're just going to talk about all the good stuff that happened in the day. Um, we're thankful, and we see this in stories, and, and I know it's true in, in my story and in yours, that we're grateful for the people that God brings along that um, love us enough or love the Lord enough to speak um, words that we need to hear when our path or our perspective is a little bit off. It's not because uh, that person feels better than us, you know, and we don't need to look at it that way. It's because they genuinely uh, want us to grow and do better. And ultimately their desire is to see the kingdom of God grow, you know, and so they speak to our hearts. These words are correction and I think that a friend that can speak that, I know there's a proverb about it, right? A friend that can speak a a word of truth in in that kind of time is a a friend that we want to keep around. We want someone who's going to speak truth to our life. God is using all these characters to refine us, to develop us
0: more like him. Uh, There are people that, there are characters, if you want to use the literary term, that will come into your story and then turn on you. Mm-hmm. Who will disappoint you and let you down. And why would they do that? Because they're human. You know, mm-hmm. actually, you and I are part characters in somebody else's story mm-hmm. where we have let them down, we have mm-hmm. disappointed them, and we need to own that. You know, at this life, people handle life circumstances differently. Yep. Um, Not everybody's the same. Some will handle it well, some will not. Yep. And so those people that turn on us, God is looking at us. He's not looking at them and pointing a finger at them. He's looking at you and saying, how will you
1: right now respond? That's right. To the person that has just turned on you. That's right. And then there are the characters, um, that God gives us to pour into, right? People around us who have needs and he has, one of the things that he has instilled in us in character, in the character that he's developed in us is something that can pour into the other person in order to meet that need, whether it's emotional, a spiritual point in the back to Jesus, physical, whatever it may be. And we also need to remember that we are characters in other people's stories that have time where we are the ones who need to be poured into, right? Mm-hmm. So God has created us like that. We pour into each other. And so, um, you know, how do we respond to the one in need around us. Um, it's, a, it's an honor, actually, to have God put characters like that in our lives, knowing that we also are a character like that and somebody else's. The most
0: important character, Laura, in all of our stories is the person of the Holy Spirit. Any, any person who has put their faith in Jesus Christ as their savior at that moment, the person, he's not an it, mm-hmm. he, it's God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us so now he is this character doing life literally with us in us and through us and so you may have people come and go right through life through death through moving through drama whatever it is but he is the most important character that is going to navigate our entire story alongside of us i think of some of the roles of the holy spirit in our lives it's he comforts Mm -hmm. he's the encourager he's Mm -hmm. the one that speaks truth and he he gives us discernment on where to go where not to go Um, he's giving us correction you know so this the person of the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to help us with those choices you know when we have those moments of decision where God allows us to make a choice he is right there speaking the truth to us so as we go over the next couple weeks of, of podcasts where we talk about how to navigate the good days and the hard days, the good chapters, the bad chapters. The ever-present p- person of the Holy Spirit is the one who God has given us himself so that we have the tool that we need to be able to make the choice correctly. And he empowers us to make the right choice.
1: Amen. Amen. One of the beautiful things um, when you think about writing a book or when you've read books um, is there's no two stories that are the same right every one of us has a different story we may go through similar chapters but our response to our circumstances or the people around us are going to be different Um, none of our stories is identical each of us is uniquely crafted for a unique purpose you know each of us has a specific circle or area of influence each of us has specific people that god has placed in our circle for us to impact for christ and each of us needs to live out our story and not try to live out somebody else's it's so tempting to not compare our story to somebody else's story right because um we see what somebody else is doing and we think we wish that was part of our story we wish that we weren't going through the hard time we were going through we wish we were going through somebody else's positive experience. But whatever the story is that he's written for you, right? It's that whole thing. If if you if people say this all the time, if you don't live it, who's going to live it, right? In this story, there has to be somebody live our story, right? It's a crucial piece of what God is doing. And if he's called us to do this story, even though we might prefer a different chapter, he has equipped us to live and do the story and really not just to live and do it, but to thrive in our challenging places or in our story. We're called to thrive where we are, not just merely accept what God has has given us, but to thrive in the places where he's put us, even in those challenging chapters, which we'll talk about next time. I read a quote
0: by Eric Ludi. Um, he's an author, and he wrote, writes a book that's entitled When God Writes Your Story. I love this quote. When God's purpose becomes your purpose life suddenly makes a whole lot of sense amen when my goal is when i wake up and i I entertain what i'm going to do today and my prayer becomes god i want to live out my story today the way you want me to live out my story." amen then i then i can navigate some of the ups and downs a whole lot better understanding that he's working through the hard He's blessing in the good and he's blessing in the heart. It goes both ways, you know, and I don't have to have an answer for like the exact moment that I'm living in because I'm trusting the one who sees the whole picture. Now, just as we get ready to wrap up this podcast, um, there are chapters next week that I'm going to be, I'm going to be thinking a lot about this week as we kind of prepare what we're going to write about the chapters in our life that are great these are the ones you wish would never end they're the ones you go back and reread because they're just so bright like there's Mm -hmm. just some some really beautiful moments in there i I can i can handle those life moments well if i keep listening to the holy spirit i can Mm -hmm. also respond in a dangerous way in those really fun chapters where i get ahead of myself and i'm not listening to the direction of the holy spirit And uh, so that's what I'm going to be thinking about as I prep what we're going to talk about. What comes after that?
1: You know, uh, after that, Deb, we're going to look at those hard chapters in life. And really, um, you know, as I've just come through this process of writing a book, uh, the hard chapters are actually hard to write for me, too, (laughs) because because especially if it's your own story, you are... um, you're feeling all those emotions again, too. There are a lot of emotions that go into a hard story. There's a lot of emotions that go into hard chapters. So when we get right down to it, the all the pages in between, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that bad and the ugly, right, is still going to be used for the glory of God. So I'm excited to really dive into and uh, study up and get ready for that podcast that's coming up on the chapters that we wish were excluded from the book. We wish... The editor had said, cut it, take it out. Mm -hmm. And yet the one who wrote the story realizes how crucial, and sometimes those are pivotal moments for us, those difficult chapters. So I'm excited to be, uh, crazy say excited, I'm excited for the hard chapters, but I am.
0: I think the place where we can settle in and rest and have peace is knowing that the more I get to know the author, the more I get to pursue intimacy with my heavenly father, the more my trust Amen. Grows that Amen. he does have a he does have a plan. He has carefully thought through what he's doing in my life. It's not nothing's by accident. And the older I get, the more I'm the more I'm seeing that the things that he allowed when I was younger are coming to be a blessing now. Amen. Areas that I've grown, and we can't even begin to say we understand things from in a perspective of eternity because we can't even we can't even wrap our head around eternity at this point but that's what God sees he sees all of our lives from a perspective that we will either be in heaven with him or we will be in hell and to him that's the ultimate perspective so what he wants to accomplish through every one of our lives is to use us as a, a, a conduit of his love to a world that does not realize that their eternity is heading right towards hell so he will do whatever he needs to do to accomplish uh, through our story to get as many of his creation to spend eternity with him
1: Absolutely. You know, today has been, what, chapter one Mm -hmm. in this book called (laughs) What's Your Story, you know, for this month that God is writing in these podcasts. And so uh, we just want to thank you for being a part. We feel that this gives really great perspective and a setup for the rest of the chapters in between. And then again, for the conclusion, you know, that God is orchestrating in each of our stories. So thank you for being with us. Please do uh, join us again next week when we talk about those good chapters, the week after when we talk about those mm, not so good chapters. It's kind of like, do you want the good news or the bad news first? (laughs) But the truth is they're all good news, right? Because God's fully in control. So thanks for joining us. Uh, We look forward to chatting with you again next time uh, when we dive into our second uh, episode on what's your story. So God bless you. Have a great day. And we just truly uh, value you and thank you for being on this journey with us. Uh, God bless you and thanks for being a part.
0: Have a great day, everybody.